This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Call Out Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Welcome to another episode of your mama's mama's favorite podcast. Sha-la-la-la-la-la-bamba. Did you guys see the movie La Bamba when it came I out? I love La Bamba. Yeah, of course. Somehow I saw that in the theater. I was like five. No, let me tell you what a La Bamba is. La Bamba is any horny adolescent or teenager's like first foray. Because he's mm-hmm. fucking that chick against the trick. So like that, oh, oh yeah, call. and that's in the beginning. And that, I remember watching that over the, oh, he having sex with a girl, gets a treat. So I remember watching it before I learned like that this guy, yeah. Richie Vine was like a real guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was just one of those, you know, rock and roll movies yeah, about the coming of age. When he died. Yeah, Yo, him but, and um, Buddy Holly. Yeah, Buddy, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you watch that movie and then you see pictures of Richie Valens, it's like oh, it's, the it's greatest not... difference in the width of somebody's head. Who, him and that that Lou, Lou Diamond so, Phillips? Lou Diamond Phillips, skinny ass head. <laughs> and Richie Valens, like. Just Richie Valens. The funny thing is, was, was, was Richie Valens like purely Mexican? Was he all the way Mexican? I think so, yeah. Because that, but that's what I'm saying. Lou Diamond Phillips, he's Latino, but he's not Mexican. And I think that's no, where yeah, the facial yeah. differences yeah. come. Like, yeah, he well, has well, a yeah. Rich, Richie's got a. Also, Hollywood head. was not really going to let somebody that. Look like right, no, yeah, that like, the yes. star of a movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah, and um, wow. yeah, yeah, because he's like way safer, um, mm-hmm. um, looking, you know. I just remember, he, even though he's, he's from Blood in and Blood Hour, he was yes. in Blood in and Blood yes. Hour. Yes. Gangsta as hell, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Like, <laughs> Yo, I just remember the whole time I'm watching that movie, being like, "Can they just sing the song? I just want to hear the song." Yeah, I remember I was so not knowing these are real musicians, and I'm like, "Damn, play access." I remember, I look, I was flying in the '80s. So I remember in Alaska to Texas, plane accident got to like a high level. Like yeah. it was like happening, like not a lot, but a, enough. We were like, oh, and me and my mom literally stopped flying. And it was like one a month, a little bit going like that. And like, dude, Aesop has that song, remember? On um, what? What song? We, about? we talked about when we did Lineage of Greatness on um, the Uncluded. He has oh, a song yes. about he and his homie is at his crib in Long Island in the 80s, and his parents, his friend is in his house, and his parents die on it. Yes. That crashes. Yes. They find out on the news about it. Yeah. That's just I tell crazy. people all the time the 80s, it was kind of precarious because it was still like, oh, yeah. hey, my plane too. It, 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 was, it wasn't random enough where it was like percentages now, like one out of 10,000 planes type thing could have a malfunction. Yeah. But now they can land the planes. But back then in the 80s, yo, it was like, Yo, you you sure you want to fly like that? Type Planes of were constantly overshooting the runway. Oh, uh, yeah, it was it yeah. was like the way they especially had in like I think, was it LaGuardia or JFK? Yes, the one that it like was goes one, into one the of them. Water one of them were like 
And then all right, Z, then you got to try this. TV on last ten. Year? TV on ten. On the then there were there were multiple planes that would crash into the World Trade Center. A lot of single engine like Cessnas. Mm-hmm. They would clip it. Like it wouldn't be yeah. like as drastic, as, but they would clip it or like. Jesus. I remember one plane ran into it, but it just is like in that wall in that floor, and they yeah. got it out and all that stuff. That's so crazy. this so. Playing stuff wasn't oh, like yo. Pilots in the eighties were Oakland. wild, sus. They oh. were very sus. God, damn. I mean, think about how much everybody just drank back then. Oh my oh, god! god. Like, right? yeah. like, how drunk did you have to be to get pulled over for drunk driving back then? You had to be like um uh, doing one, figure eights. nine three. Yeah, you know. Oh no, yeah. Well, the legal limit was way because um, now it's point oh eight four. Yeah, but it was no, way. way. Well, back then, drunk back driving then. was the shit. No one, no one cared. Don't no even no. talk. About and and you could drink at eighteen. Yeah, I forgot they changed the drinking wow. age. Yeah. Wait, but 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 it's but the drinking, but you couldn't go to a bar. Though. You couldn't go inside the bar. Right? Yeah, you could. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, if you were uh, eighteen, were which gross. meant that it was real easy for like sixteen-year-olds to drink. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What, what I, was I was I was eighteen, nineteen, drinking every weekend when the limit. That's was what I'm saying. Wait, what, what was the, 18, wait, the wait? Smoking was twenty-one back in the day. No, right. smoking, sixteen. I'm, smoking. So I'm like trying to remember. That. I thought there was a gap birth. between smoking and the, um, you a pack of Marlboro Reds. I thought there was the a gap balls. between the smoking and the drinking. Like that no. three years, I thought, or maybe it's driving. Something is different between I mean, eighteen it, and the twenty-one. It makes, it makes sense. Not back then, I don't think. No, it, not back it then. It makes sense not to say then. you could legally drink the same year you could legally vote and then go in the military. But I mean, it does make physiologically, you're you're so underdeveloped at eighteen than you are at twenty-one. You know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't line up with all the other laws, but no. physiologically, like if you're 18, you're mentally, you're basically a 16 year old. But yeah. the army is a the <laughs> service is a weird thing because you just you're a pretty corpse. Aren't yeah. you physically more well, able to do? Aren't you physically more able to do armed services stuff when you're like 21, 22? Like, you well, know yeah, because, like, because you're, you're, yeah, your brain, your brain still isn't years, fully yeah. developed when you're 18. Yeah, I'm just saying so like physic- just, you know, the, the yeah. physical endurance of it mm-hmm. as yeah, opposed yeah, to yeah, being yeah. like a pretty corpse. Like, hey, just go do it, young. Like, Drafting right. sixteen and seventeen year olds, they're not going to ask many questions. They don't That's know. What I'm much. saying, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, you're not going to ask any questions. They don't know much yet. They don't. Yeah, you're, they don't. You're, you're they don't know enough to be like, oh, okay, you know, not, you know. Yeah. And again, you know, killing is. We can kill them. Yeah, y'all can kill them. They. You know, all right. You know, yeah. it, was, it wasn't like they deserve to die. Yeah, and then and, and, and like different. That, I mean, that's the mentality, right? That they yeah, the different nationality thing like came into play. Then, then it was like, oh well, what are we doing here? Why we, you know, that that was like to me. I think was more of a. Byproducts of eighties and nineties and anti-war thing. I, when I was watching that thing, that thing was rough. Like they don't. That was not something you wanted to go back to. No, because um, it, it was so divisive. Like you know, people yeah. personally invested, and then people outside looking in. They well, this, can't. This is why we are your mom's emote. mom's favorite yeah. podcast. This but is heavy shit. I don't want to get too deep into, it, but I think <laughs> having the draft makes it at least a shared responsibility. Right now, it's like a permanent underclass of soldier right because there's right. always people that come yes. from lower income backgrounds yes certain right. families are like shouldering the burden for everybody else and that's why we don't give a fuck about going to war anymore well i mean yeah. the draft back in the day though was like look we need a certain amount of number of humans. oh yeah yeah and we, and we can't we can't be waffling with people with the college exemptions and no we need yeah. this look this, how old are you what's your last name all right and then yeah. we'll weave down that way i mean you know it's hundreds of thousands i mean i wonder watching the vietnam we could stop i just wonder what enrollment was right before that like right before they because you know they we just had the korean war and korean war, you know, yeah. war and world war ii so i wondered just what you know what was looking like like hey we need to recruit like four hundred thousand people because vietnam still is vietnam it's not like yeah. 
you know, it's not like the land mass of Russia or, you know, some will be like, oh, we need a lot of men. So yeah. it, 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 it was just pretty interesting, the, um, the mental dynamic back then. Yeah. Especially with all the racial stuff still going on. Like, oh, yeah. how can that make it easier? You know what I mean? I mean, the crazy thing is it was almost a 20-year war. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was, like, there was a long time before. There were cats that went up to Canada and they couldn't just stay up there for like, you know, a few no, months. They, they were, dip, they, they were they, gone they, they, Some of them had to get residency. Yeah, they become citizens. Yeah, because they were up yeah. there so long. It was just like, because first of all, right, so you go up there and you got to be up there for the length of the war, which is about four or five years, right? Active, actively, right? So that's that's a good chunk, man. And you just coming mm-hmm. out of college, yep. you might have changed your whole life, you know, trajectory by what you experienced in them first four years out of school. I mean, oh, yeah. if ever if everyone just known, you could have just said you had bone spurs in your feet. You'd been set. So, I mean, but oh, shit, yeah. the but also, you know, funny. But back right. then, it's like, no, I'm a proud American. I'm healthy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I could, I could, I could live. I got a dumbbell in my basement. I just got these bone yeah. spurs, or else I'd be out. You know what I'm saying? But, but people walk. weren't really like anti that shit until like later. In right. The 60s, I don't think like so. they didn't until, know like, what you started seeing everybody coming home with body bags to <laughs> say like, hey, you know, like I'm pretty sure asthma wasn't on the list, but then. They let people ride, but then you know maybe it was a, you see what I'm saying? Like they were letting a lot yeah. of things go. I'm saying that like yeah. they was letting a lot of things go. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, y'all. Wow. Uh, yeah, good, we went good a little Vietnam talk today. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the name, the uh, Patreons, the shit. Mm, this is what the Patreons give us the money for every month to hear yeah, us we, talk we about. We just changed military history. <laughs> oh, 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 just, just to give a little a little three minute spiel yeah. on the shit. Hardcore history got nothing mm. on us. Yeah, call out culture, indie rap, and Vietnam chat. Everywhere. Well, at least we know. Um, <laughs> who was doing those rap history battles? Because wouldn't it be like uh, King John Un versus like King Ho Chi Minh or something? Yeah, so, it would be all yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be Ho Chi Minh. It would be Ho Chi Minh, Alaska. What did it would be Ho Chi Minh, yo? Yeah. So Zilla, they take these historical things and they make they have rap battles, but they make it like I'm a historic. See, hold on, let me explain. I don't want to. And they pick the historic. No, I'm good. I'm so right. like, it'd be like pretty good though. It, no, some of them are some of them are real cheesy, but they'll have like right. some of them are, yeah, but some of them are like they'll have like tooting common. This like, is like celebrity deathmatch or something. It is, it is, but it's not as funny. But they'll have like tooting common versus. Like, Would you say uh, it's not as funny as celebrity? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, all right. So one time they did Thomas Edison versus Tesla, and it was really nerdy, right. and it really, yeah. it really was really tested me because I know that that alternating current, and I was like, all right. This is, I just wanted to drink beer and talk about our album. This I don't want to talk about oh, Tesla, Tesla versus Edison rap battle. <laughs> Who well, I, I, think, I think nerd rap is a good segue into the record. Mm. You know, <laughs> it was battle about alternating current. <laughs> alternating current. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, That's a good back. One. Let me stop. Hold on. Give me a second. I need it. All right, all right, alternate. Yeah. But no, because they would go so historical that the rhyme would be so bad. So like oh, they would go. Yeah, this is the, the, the Louisiana Purchase. And they would... is this like what the the Hamilton is Hamilton about? This yes, yes. It's See, just, I'm out. This is why I can't. This I can't is so it. it'd be like I remember one was like George Washington versus okay. like um like Robert E. Lee or something. It was like that. This like is when I get it... really offended as an MC. Like I don't even talk about <laughs> shit like this. But this is when I get really, really mad when shit like this. But, all right. So what about hip hop Harry? Same difference, different. I don't media. even know what that is. What is it? Hip hop Harry, the big rapping bear. I don't even. I heard it. I heard this. I heard this a long time ago, but I'm good. Go. I don't even want to talk. Go. I want to talk about our shit. I want to talk go. about this weird shit. What go. about keep rapping the rapper? I. Oh man. I, that was that was kind of creepy to me. It was like computer game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, think I played I, that I, joint on PlayStation. Yeah, I don't it know. It was like Sega. It was like the precursor to Guitar Hero. 
It was giving yeah. me a little creep. I thought it was like Annabelle to me. Like that's what Grab was. <laughs> it was like scary, like Annabelle to me. Sir, I'm not even holding. I was like, I don't know what's up. Yeah, he had like that little, that little beanie hat on. Yeah, little, his little I, like Jinko jeans. He'd be like Mixoplink if I like engage. He had the upside down <laughs> visor on. Yo, I did oh not like God. him. I did not like Gray. He's like Annabelle. I think that's I played like that game Annabelle. a bunch on uh, PlayStation. That's, that's crazy. They let you make beats on it? Nah, but it was like a gamer. I forget what it was. I think I played okay. it though a couple times. Yeah, it was the it was similar to like Guitar Hero where you had to hit yeah, like, the okay, master you had sequences to, okay. to get him okay. to do certain things. Yeah, my flow was so buns back then it definitely helped me catch pockets. He's like, Ooh, I'm, I'm, fly on this. I'm like, I'm X, flying this grapple shit. X triangle. <laughs> oh, oh, X triangle. You know what I mean? Oh my god, That's I'm right dying. Right in pocket. <laughs> I mean, it's paid off. Look at the work. Look at the body of work. Look I'm at like, that. Man, but I'm scared of it. It's all the steel's kitchen. But I'm 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 scared of it like poltergeist. Look, I'm really had an issue with that character. Like, what's going on here? It's amazing. It made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. You, you it like, also looked like what was um what was that video that uh that Radiohead video? Uh, is it Paranoid Android where it's yeah. like a little dude? Oh, oh the, the cartoon. It's a really bad animation. Yeah, from, um, and I always, from, um, I always conflated. I mean, it's from uh, the Benz, right? It's either yeah. from the yeah. Benz. No, no, yeah, it's yeah. from uh, OK Computer. OK, yeah, it it's is, creepy, where it's like it's that creepy, creepy, creepy. That guy has the blue hat. Yeah, that little hat. Dude, I always yeah. thought they were the same. I thought he was doing that parappa to rap. It was doing that radio head oh, shit. It's very it similar. Like very unsettling. We're like he's in the tree. He's like a little baby in the tree. But my something. thing about that radio head, they had to tell him, "Yo, make it weird and make it make no sense," because it makes no sense. Don't they get in a cab or something? At one point no, in the video, that's um, no, nah, well, maybe. But then there's yeah. also the Karma Police joint where the cars following a dude and he sets the car on fire at the end. And yeah, that I don't. Crazy. I like I like cartoons, but I don't like creepy cartoons because yeah, the, the Radiohead one's very unsettling. They'll Just the Radiohead. All right, let's talk, let's talk about our record, please. This All is, right, so let's get into this. So, so, so the people want to talk about it. they want they want to hear about this record. So I got a bunch of questions for you guys that but, that sort of were on my mind, and then we're going to turn to some of our, our fans question what question so, what so the first question. one is you you guys mentioned right in the the notes on the record that it was inspired by like the rough riders compilation yeah sound bombing to def jux presents so mm-hmm. i want to know like how so what like what was what was it about those that inspired you and then what did you do to sort of emulate that i'll let castro do that one all right so um, using the Def Jukes Presents as a good, good example, we'll get to the Rough Riders at the end of my explanation. So back then, um, you was you were such a fan of Def Jukes that any little, um, little, little extra caveat or icing, a little strawberry they would give you, you would go find. And there was a little bit of a hunting going on. Yep. Um, I, I brought in uh, this example. This doesn't this is parallels, but I remember when Cage was dropping solo material, he would drop a song here. And he'd have his own website, and you go get like MP3s, and that mm-hmm. was like part of the underground um curating you want to get the the random mp3s that might be here or there and deb jukes the first the first compilation was um songs from projects to give you like a um you ever see uh those appetizers and it's like the um the fried sampler and you get like two mozzarella sticks and two chicken wings and two onion rings and stuff like that so like the first deb jukes right first deb jukes joint was the on of that ilk a song from this artist, song from that artist. So that way, once you listen to it, you'll go to the other projects. That's how Raheem's Lament was. Right. Um, then we started noticing that Dev Jukes started doing, and this was this was this is different because major label artists wouldn't do this either. Like we would find the Lucy's on soundtracks. They right. were making songs specific for these compilations. They the song would exist on the compilation right. and not be pulled from an album. 
Right. And, that, and that showed a, a greater attention to detail. And to me, that was a good fan artist symbiosis because they don't have you don't have to do extra. And, it, and we're coming from the 80s and 90s where like the Fuji's album has the um, the mega rigor mix like they would do yeah. like extra remixes mm-hmm. to give you extra yeah. content. Right. The, mm-hmm. the Caribbean uh, steel drum mix, whatever. <laughs> right. and, and that was fine. But like Dev Jux actually giving you new songs from your artists that you were following on the label. Right. It was rewarding. It, to me, it was more rewarding than opening up the splash page for Rockefeller. And they would have like the 10, 15 albums coming soon and maybe only five of them come out. Or even At like the Violator if, one. Remember the Violator? Joint? Yes, I love that. Like half of them were brand new, but half of them just ended up on everybody's albums anyway. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. my point is holding fast with that relationship, the fan, like, yeah, we're giving you new stuff and it's worth it and we're pressing it up. It's not any right. extras. It's not um, it's not a marketing ploy to, to finish stuff. This is this is real quality work that we're giving the fans outside of all our major releases. And I thought that was um, to me, I thought that was rewarding being a fan, because if you were okay. plugged in, you would get this batch of songs. You'd be like, all right, here we go. Yeah. You know, there's so, a lot so of none great- of this stuff is going to end up on like the future shrapnel album nah. or the future career crooks. Nope. No, the only one <laughs> that has a life is the, the uh, Van Moose song. So we yeah. put up the remix. The original will be out. Yeah, another, okay. but the remix day. came out before the, the, the remix. original. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so along those lines, like how how did you curate the song and decide which songs were going to get there? Were these songs that were created specifically for this project, or were they things that were created for other projects that didn't necessarily fit in the project, and you didn't have a home for them? And now this is the home. So that's where the quality comes in. <clears throat> this is, and this is kind of where the Rough Riders side of it. Right. We were just like some of the songs were made for this project and then others were pulled off other big important projects, other big seminal pieces coming out later on. But we were like, rather than making those songs just be some free EP or like, you know, bonus deluxe type of shit, it's like. They're good ass songs. They just don't fit that particular track listing. And, and I don't want to just bury them on a hard drive. Mm-hmm. And so rather than having them come out later at some point on some, you know, you know, and we and, and we we've done a lot of deluxe joints with CDs and bonus right. shits, which, with which, which, which is fire, right? Um, but that's where the quality comes in, Z, because we're all right. working on seminal projects, and these are the songs that didn't some of these songs were the songs that did not make those cuts, but the quality right. was still there because a lot of these songs were destined. Yes. For major seminal projects. Yeah. And, and, that, and then that, so like the right. tie into the, the Rough Riders thing, we were like, and this is all happening when DMX like first went into the hospital. So before he passed mm-hmm. and we were thinking about, you know, all of us were talking about him and listening to his music and stuff. And then um, when you think about the, the, the Rough Riders compilations, it was like, I kept thinking back to like me. There's and plenty of Rough Riders, plenty right. of artists, but. Right, there's plenty of people on. It's not just like DMX and Eve, and DMX it's solid and the Box. outside of participation. These are like really good Jay Z and Juvenile songs. That's mm-hmm. another thing me and Z were talking about. These weren't just throwaways of theirs. These right. are actual solid songs that had a uh, track that you know that had legs to them. Because some right. of the songs went on to be more successful than the compilation. Right, and so after like, and the crazy thing was like after X Pass, and I watched the full Rough Riders documentary on from BET last year, which I missed. I didn't know like the deep connection they have with Cash Money like early on, all mm-hmm. of that. and then mm-hmm. obviously the stuff with Rockefeller because Jay and X knew each other, and then they toured and all that. But it was like it was an easy get for them to be like, "Yo, 
we're the hot dudes out. You're the hot dudes out. You're the hot dudes out. We're doing a compliment. We want to get like the best. And juvenile wasn't you. cheap then. No, juvenile was wasn't Jay. cheap. Nobody was right. Nobody was right. cheap. Um, so like you had to those relationships had to circumvent because Julie was out of love. He's like, yo, all right, give me fifty grand. Like he could, he could, he could give, he could claim that song, right? The biggest right. song out. And so for right. us, it was like, how do we apply it to our circle of people, where it's like we want to get like there. Honestly, like I'll, I'll keep it a book. There were certain names that came up, and we were like, nah, like it's not for this. It's not. It's not the time to do. What this. you talking about? Like, like, oh, like for just for people to, to be involved, yeah, just like outside yeah, yeah. people. And we were just like, nah, it's it's got to be a, a people near and around us, but also like giving us their best shit. It's not going to be like, and you know, oh, give me your throwaway beats real quick. Give me the ten beats. No one. And wants. there's a few artists that we had plans for to be on this that didn't come to fruition either. Correct. So Alaska, we had plans to make this like a full fledged project, not like a collection. <laughs> Like, all right, you know what, y'all? There's sometimes, um, I don't know if Dev Strix did it, but other labels and comps will do like collection of B-sides. Yeah, You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. Or like B-sides and, and, and other ideas. Yeah. Or Kendrick's um, Untitled. That's yeah. not where we wanted to go. We didn't want to just go with, because for instance, all right, so the listeners know, you can be working on, say, 15 songs, 10 make the joint. Those five mm-hmm. are cut, but the difference is sometimes those cut songs you don't work on to fruition because you know they're cut early in your process. Yes. Yeah. So you don't you You're don't making go them f- just to get the ball rolling. You right. Know, like, and you don't this finish is a, this is a, a backbone song. Right. So yeah. these songs we we also finished because right. there are demos that you'll have when you're working on a record and you don't go back to that demo yeah. for whatever right. reason. Right. But the song is not um, presentable to the public. These are joints we was like they were all made to completion. Right. And some did not fit the projects that they were made under that auspice. Right. But they were not like, oh, do we, we need to pad out the, the track listing. Let's just tap right. it on. Yeah, yeah. There were joints we said no to. So, yeah. Hmm. Good. Right. And then also, so, um, last point, there were some songs that were originally in one form, and then Zilla would get on it, or Alaska got on it, to make right. it more crew. We did do that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Or Marcus right, so Pins, let's Justin take a Marcus quick break, Pins. because we've been talking Vietnam and talking the record. So, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I, good. I, ain't like even, I ain't even on my, I ain't even on my, my break uh, clock like I used to. Hey, what's up, Call Up Culture listeners? It's your boy Jason Griff. I'm here today to tell you about my new album, Fireside Chats. I flipped a bunch of punk rock samples, made a bunch of dope beats out of them, got a bunch of dope rappers to rap on them. Everybody from Call Up Culture will be there. Zilla Raka, Curly Castro, Alaska. Shit, Alaska's there twice. I got Alex Ludovico, I got Billy Woods, I got Juggernaut. Of course, my homie Scorsese is on it. And we got it available today at insubordinaterecords.com. You can get 10% off with the promo code CALLOUT. Fireside Chats, check it out. Peace. 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 All right, so uh, on this project, there seems to be like a lot of new talent uh, in the mix on this project. So you got like Sharif, Ipkiss, Pin, Doof, Dove, etc. So like some of these people I know are background people that have been around. Like somebody like Dove has been in the mix for a long time. Right. But mm-hmm. sort of how did how did these new relationships start, and what made you decide to bring them into this project um, as their sort of introduction point? Um, we always I'll, I'll do it real quick. I'll just do Stan, yeah. Stan Epkiss, because yeah, uh, everyone else is like more in the Castro's world. Um, Stan Epkiss, I mean, I just know Stan Epkiss is dope, and we had him on the show a couple months back, and I've been playing his his album a lot. Big Ip don't play, and um, 
so we were like just texting and shooting the shit a lot and griff just had the idea griff was like yo we should we should remix vamoose but it should just be you alaska and stan ipkiss and i was like oh shit that'd be hot i was like i haven't worked with him yet but i think that should be easy wait who's on the original vamoose just me it's just me and disco vietnam on vegas vic and uh because Griff was like, yo, we should go big Scorsese energy. Like Scorsese would do a remix, but like redo the whole song, not just take the acapella. I said, like, all right, that's, that's bet. So I I, te- I remember I texted Alaska and, and, and Stan like at the, the same time. And I was like, yo, you know, I know what Alaska's turnaround time usually is. I hadn't worked with, with, with Ip yet. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is I got something. I think like in a day or two, he sent it right back. I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, Alaska sent his back real quick, and I was like, "Oh, now, now I got a right to this." Okay, cool. These dudes are not going to smash me, but um, that that was just that was all Griff, Griff, Griff. There's mastermind that out of nowhere, and then Alaska and Ip just like shine super quick. So I guess the beat was uh very inspirational. But shouts to them guys. So we so the rest of the dudes more like a like Castro's roster. Well, we always are trying to keep <clears throat> our finger on the pulse of like new and exciting talent. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, if you listen to the show, you hear about Brian Ennels and Infinity Knobs. So the thing is, once, once we get into that talent, um, we don't haven't had on the show, but like you know, Brittany Carter. Um, you know, we're we're cool with more mother. It's just what I'm saying is. We try to stay current with some of the some of the talent that's that's happening out there, and I always always feel like there's a lot of a likes out there. You yeah. know, when it when it comes to like people is doing this hip hop at a quality level, and so with that in mind, if I'm if I'm thinking of how we should fill out a project, I'm always like, you know, let's try some of our new cats. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, one, we don't want people to get bored with uh with our collaborators, and that's not the collaborators' fault. That's us. You know what I'm right. saying? In terms of it being new and fresh and stuff, and so. Uh, we just try to work. And then um, you'll see when we have people on the show, there's also a mutual respect for the craft. So sometimes later on down the line, there, there might be some working. That's not, um, you know, to tell the listeners, it's not necessarily we'll get people on the show that we want to work with. But a lot of people that come on the show, we, we would be more than willing to work with. And All there's right. a certain talent level that we look for in terms of our collaborations. So um, usually, but that was a good uh, pick up last night. Usually you, if y'all hear us working with somebody, it's old to us, but it might be new to y'all. We right. might have had stuff in the works for a little bit. Um, and then, you know. You know I'd steal Tip Dove you know. on um, Future Former Rapper. He did like three, four beats on that joint. You know what I mean? But I yeah, haven't heard him since. And then, um, you know, we, we recorded a whole new shrapnel record at Dove's house. Yeah. And we recorded the Cobalt EP there. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, Dove's been around. Too, right? On, on what? On what? The on the new record? Yeah. On the new shrapnel, he's the main producer. Right. Yeah. So this is sort of a spinoff question. Um, 
So pretty much everyone on the record has been on the podcast, even Dove. Like he showed up in one of the um, <laughs> yeah. round table, like the open round table things. Yep. Um, yep. So everybody except for Fresh Kills or Fresh Kill and Barry. Right. Right. Um, so and that's, that's matter, pretty much. Do they, do they think they're too good for us or do you both? Yes. <laughs> Barry uh, hates Chef of Disco Vietnam. Barry, who just, you know, crushed it with on the Pete Rosenberg album. Barry um, definitely thinks it's better than us. Kills. It's no, it's, it's pretty much just opportunity. Um, uh, we are making more of a concentrated effort to have producers on the show oh, and yeah. give them their voice. Um, because I know there was something lined up with kills that didn't come to fruition, and I know Barry is like on this on our queue. No, to have no on he, he doesn't want to be on, he hates podcasts, so I don't think he's gonna be on the show. Barry's on our queue, or Barry, Barry, <laughs> he owes me a few things, so yeah, he knows, and um, so he's in the queue. So, but but again, um, Alaska to answer that question, sometimes we don't want to be you know stale with it, so we we want to have the guests on, but we want to have an interesting topic and not yeah. some typical rap by numbers topic so oh, real quick we also had cryptic one on the show and pq on the show yep in terms of like so cryptic our and yep. yeah, like i said the only ones that weren't on the show yes ah, i think yes. it's just a matter Sorry. of it's, it, I, it's our fault content creation when we have content that's like exciting and we want to bring one then we will and uh, i think that's it like we don't want to just have barry on hey barry what is it like producing for Rosenberg. we want to have barry on we can talk his shit Yes. Get his shit off, but also have an interesting um, discourse if he's willing to come on. It, it, he, he is not. Anyway, when Barry comes on, the topic will on, be. Man. When Barry comes on, Shut the topic will be now. enough that, that 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 he's willing to come on. It won't just be like a typical podcasting thing. All right, we'll do it. We'll do it. With him, the executive right. producer, so, Vegas Vic. So, sort of more than say what when you guys put together the track order, like what. What is the decision process in like putting this together? Like, you know, what what were your thoughts when when laying everything out? Like, sort of vibes of the whole record, and um, you know, even to the point with like bringing in guest lyricists and producers. Like, is there is there any functionality to that, or is it just sort of things that were already in the mix? And you might have kind of already answered that. No, I mean we but. we did a group think. We right. we have group text, and we um, I'll do. I think I did a I did a lineup. Z mm-hmm. did a lineup. Prem edited both lineups, and then we had to factor in um, small pros pieces. Right. So right. then that that kind of um, that kind of rearranged how we had it. So like I did right. a lineup, Zilla did a lineup, Prem looked over the lineups, and then Smalls had his pieces. And then right. once we had those, then the then the um, then the record kind of line. Um, we were able to get a proper arrangement. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do think we always want to start strong. So that's that's a small pro instrumental, and then the first song is the uh, broken hand style. Yeah. So you know you just want to like I have, I have weird myths about tracks one to four that huh. that Go I would on. just <laughs> all right. So so when it comes to that, like my, my the funny thing is everybody doesn't agree with me, but I will find my way to get my myths off. So track one is questionable. It could be a really banging song, but there's a great opportunity to have an actual intro like an actual place setting thing. It right. might not be right. musical at all. Track one is always that opportunity. Now you take that or you don't. Track two, tension grabber. Can't have no yep. real slow syrupy yeah. thing on track two. Track three and four, you can have those, but track two mm-hmm. needs to be like either a little gut, little gut punch or something yeah. grab you by your, your collar and shake you up a little bit. Now track three is where you can divert 
track three, you can actually really take a big, big chance. You can kind of really diverge because track four will bring you a chance to bring you back on track. So track three, you can try something really out there, whatever that may be. And then four brings you back and then we get into the rest of the run. Well, when, when I, when I did my arrangement, uh, well, the trickiest part is, and I, I saw some of the questions people were asking throughout the day, shots to everybody that tweeted questions, but the hardest part was, uh, and someone dissed the project on one of those album rate sites. They were like, this shit is whack. <laughs> I was like, they're like beats suspect. Not as good as Raheem's lament three out of really? ten or some shit. Right. Someone trashed it. And I was like, bet. But I was just like, yo, when when you have small pro, fresh kills, those four GW, steel tip dove, doof, you know what I mean? Like you don't fresh. I mean, I, I probably said fresh kills. Um, you, you don't have like a, a clear line of dynamics between all these guys approaches. So when I'm sitting there looking at the track listing, you know, and, and I if anybody who remotely knows me, I'm, I'm obsessed with album arrangements. Um, my the way I was, I was thinking about it was like we talked about all these compilations. To me, I was like, which one had the weirdest collection mix of, of songs? Right. Oh wait, Z. Let me let me interject. This is something we do. We we don't talk about it with the listeners, but a great example is so what what Zilla does is he found a compilation, and there was a lot we missed out even when we talked about it in the episode. Where's this the 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 mixed bag? So many different diverse artists. But what we did was we will take up you when you when you get to arranging and mixing, get an example. Take right. the whale is catch a fire, put it right next to your album. Take the W, even records that might not be universally accepted, but right. you like how that album flowed and line right. your shit up, so on the song. That's it. We the W, what did we use the W for? Wu Tang uh, Pope. Pope. Yeah, right. Pope. So we, we try to w. line it up almost song for song. Well, they got this type of song in number six. We're gonna put our, our version of number six. And it gives you like kind of an outline without giving you an outline. It's like those things used to hand you in, in class where it had the Roman numerals on it, but nothing right. filled in. Right. So that, that's also a good tip. That's what we did. So when, when it came to this joint, like I said, like all, all the disparate, 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 uh, dis, yeah. disparate, disparate, yep. disparate pro producers, um, you know, like Griff, how do you blend them all together in a way that makes some kind of sense? So it's not so jarring where it just sounds like, we didn't want to sound like here's just 12 rando joints, like an old right. school iPod playlist, right? Right, right. So, shuffle. so it kind of dawned on me where I was like the Def Jokes compilations were still, even though there's a lot of different, like they're still following a, a similar And they were aesthetic. all made maybe in the same place. I remember Aesop Potentially. would send him his songs. Like he would, like Aesop and Block at my app song, Alaska could tell me. Right. But Alaska were. And DJ Paul. The D, when y'all did the Def Jokes compilations, were a lot of them made like at Elle's house or were people sending in stuff? Um, I think it was a mix. Like we sent okay. our stuff in. We never recorded it at Elle's house. Okay. Now, was, there, um, was there a central mix and master guy or? Yeah, that was all like done, done okay. centrally. Yeah. Okay. okay. Got you. So for this one, I was like, the one I used was Sound Bombing 2 because Sound Bombing 2 production wise has like, Beat Miners, Mighty My, L, Evidence, DJ Spinner. Yeah, all underground, but very different. Very different. You, you know what wouldn't mean? find so these like, guys on the, on the one out. They, they weren't, you wouldn't find them keeping company on the same out. No. I'll say that. So yeah. what, what they had was they had like J-Rock or whoever blending. Yes. And doing all the cuts and shit, which was amazing. But for me, I was like, 
there needs to be thought behind all of those different dynamics from like sound bombing too into what we're doing because you have the elements where like small pro in the sound bombing two world he's more like you know a high tech diamond d spinner type of producer right and then you have like dove who would be more of like an lp adjacent kind of producer those 4g would be kind of like an l you know what i mean like that style of beat so it's like when you listen to sound bombing too like you have medina green on the same record as patriotism mm-hmm. right you know what i mean so like crosstown beef so when i was looking at them i was like oh okay and the dopest part about sound sound bombing too is the second half of the project has like crazy shit yeah so there, there's a stretch in sound bombing too where you hit 7xl mm-hmm. then you hit chaos reflection eternal bahamadia then you hit the song sound bombing with tash and dilated which is fire mm-hmm. Then you hit Brooklyn Hard Rock, Mayor by Pharaoh, then Patriotism. Wow. Like, yeah. that's all in a row. Brooklyn Hard Rock, Thurston. And then, and then after Patriotism is 1999. So it's like the beginning and of that, the album. That's almost a major label artist yeah. in terms of like yeah. Common and Sadati, right? Right. So for yeah. ours, I was like, yo, as you know, as much as I like really, really loved Sanford and Sun Ra, Poets Who Last, Vamoose, I'm like, those three right there, they can't be right at the front. It's got to be, it's got to reward people to get to. And so far, like those, like Vamoose Remix and Sanford and Sunround Poets, like those are the songs I saw early. People were jocking. Like Poets Who Last was our first lead. It was our first that, lead, that's, right? That's track 12 out of 13. Check one, two, two. Let them steal your shine, feed the meat of such a grind. Bad apple touched the rind, couldn't so much as find a time. Such is life, built for the left, crust behind. Count betrayals like these trails look much different in the light. And Tony said it's only in the mind. Literati, most phony if you hold it, show me. Pony up a dime, gatekeepers want to cozy up. I'm like, well, if I only had the time, they withholding what they show you by design. A bumping coverage meant to slow you off the line, throw you off the scent. So it was kind of playing with the the expectation. And like Catro said, like the typical arrangement is like track one, like an intro, set the mood. Track two, punch you in your face. Track three, like like an uppercut. Track four, maybe headbutt you a little bit and pull you in a corner. Track five, kind of, you know, there's kind of vibes and feelings that people tend to follow. But with this one, it was like because we had so many different ways we can go, it was an opportunity to do something a little bit different. So, you know, having also, Sanford and Sunrod, like track 11, that was my shit. Yeah. Also, we were also showing the strength of a, a wrecking crew because it wasn't just, let's say, um, just songs from our solo identities. Right. Like we also we always we also put our demos in there. Right. Our producer MC collabs and right. his cargo Colts. There's cargo Colts in there. There's career crooks in there. Shrapnel is in there. Plus solo Zilla, solo Castro, solo Prem. Prem. You know, so Smalls and stuff. So yeah. it's just we we trying to give every like when when nowadays with wrecking crew. Um, on the compilations, for instance, because we do have like we have a full length in the works, and that's just pretty much the three of us rapping and you know, small producing. That's a little bit more straightforward, but I think we always want to give you like that six sided die. So the die is going to have one side shrapnel, one side grip company, one side right. career crooks, one side you know, cargo colts, urban generals is another thing coming. We just want to give oh, yeah, you all yeah. you know, and when you roll a die, whatever side it might turn up, it might turn up, but we always want to give you a splash of all of our um identities. Um, so, it would so be speaking, like like a doom 
if Doom ever did like discs with all these people's on it, that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's wrecking crew. That's, that's wrecking crew. Okay. Right. I like that. So yeah. so speaking of like all the the identities, um, one of one of our followers asked the question. Um, so tweets Van Zant wants to know why no Blue Edwards material. Ah, so people need more. Oh, asking specifically about Blue Edwards. Yeah. Um, Blue Edwards was an endeavor. Uh, it, it took a while to do. It was a lot of small beats going to me, and it took me a while to craft them out. So right now, Blue Edwards is just kind of like a moment. Um, I haven't, I don't know if I'm being superstitious now, but me and Smalls have not worked on any song since. Right. Uh, we, like, not not at all. Like, he's not on my new record. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not on, like, Trap. Like, it's like, we literally have not worked on any music since. <laughs> Literally, so, yeah. Yeah, li- like, look, actually, literally, we work together on things, and right. I, you know, I'm aware of what's going on with him. He knows what I was going on, but we have not, like, hey, here's some beats, Castro. I'm right. like, all right, yeah. So, like, I think Blue Edwards might be a moment because it might be more massaging to our regularness. Like, I don't know if me and him will sit down and like just do one track, one album again. It'd be more like, you know, he's producing on stuff that I do. I think it is. That's just yeah. my idea. I think Blue Edwards might have been a, it might be a one off. Just, just, just letting it be out there. Might be a one off. Okay. So, so speaking of not necessarily one offs, but so this seems like it's number two in the series, right? So you had Raheem's Lament. Now we got Steel's Kitchen. Are there plans for like a Q's Older Woman album? That's a good yeah, that's a good album. that's a good title. Someone asked that. Not, right? Someone asked that. I could not figure out. So, all right. So there's. <laughs> We're thinking about it, but we are having issues with coming up with a title for uh, Q's, Q's part. But don't that doesn't mean flood mm. me with this is my arena, ladies and gentlemen. Cas- don't, yo, don't. Castro, let me tell you who meets fucking don't, people, don't man. Don't Castro <laughs> is the... You could text this fucking guy at 6.10 in the morning on a Sunday be like, yo, I need an album title. I need a group title. What's the name of my What's the name of my EP? He'll be like, what, what, what is it? You tell him what it is? fucking your text go ping 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 <laughs> ping you'll get Literally, you'll get a list you'll I'll, get a I'll, list I'll of joints at the least 20 suggestions right 20 that's at least, at least eight like eight rapid fire joints and then i'll have the like intricate castro spelling to certain words you're like i didn't know you could spell a word that way and you yeah. can he'll hit you with that so yeah if don't flood him with the yeah that's the, that's the, not that's not what i'm saying i'm just telling people q's elevator that's the next one q's elevator or don't call me quincy whatever the fuck don't y'all call think. me quincy. Look, just leave it to me but the point is um, jgq so that is the one problem with making this a series is we, we're having an issue coming up with with q's part um and funny enough we actually we went on the Roland bishop memorial tour oh yeah that was their tour. so Roland bishop that was our memorial first tour. like good little run so Roland, so bishop was represented but if we do one you know we'll we'll make one we have to do bishop. a different one yeah we gotta do a different one. yeah we'll do it but i'm just saying like that iconography has been oh and it was ill y'all we had a, um yeah that might be it we bishop had a Hoodie. bishop silhouette with the part and the flat top and yeah, everything that was fire that was, that was the tour stuff. poster that was and fire. yeah and it had and it, we, we had tour shirts i hope so because we were not savvy enough it would have been a great it's first of all it's a great t-shirt it's a silhouette and it has a gold Uzi chain on it. Yeah, yes. I remember that. Yeah, that it's fire. it's really really a good design. Fire. Like it was really good. Shouts, shouts to the two people who came to the show in uh, New Mexico. I mean, where was it? New Mexico. Where and they had the actual posters. Yeah, they had the poster up. But two yep. people showed up. Yeah. Shouts to the two people. At that so show. yeah, yeah. It's it, there's there's a um look. All right, so Wrecking Crew, we have a certain aesthetic. Um, we don't get it confused with construction workers or 
uh, Steel Workers Local 307. <laughs> Wrecking Crew is from the Juice movie. Um, the four of us pretty much fit some of those categories, give or take. The Juice movie. Um, Wrecking Crew used to have a different roster. So there yeah. was a time where me and the other and another cat in the crew used to switch the Q and Bishop personas, depending on right. what was going on that day. But now it's kind of more set in stone what it is. Um, uh, so and, uh, who's Steel then? Who's Steel in the crew? That's Small. Small Pro. Okay. Sorry. I and, didn't realize I should have known that. <laughs> yeah. You, and okay. you're, who do you, you're Trip. Like you, you, you own the um, arcade. Yeah, you Trip, yeah. Okay, no, cool. Like, I'm cool with that. You think I kind of want to be special ed rolling but, up in the beginning. Uh, no, nah, 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 nah. No, last year, the time we were I thought that was like, your like, girl. You know me as a kid. You think I'm a killer? Known a lot of killers. Known a lot of killers as they was kids. They was good as you. But you I don't, we I should do it. Our next Patreon episode should be a live watch of Juice. I'll do that. I'll do that. But my thing with Trip is once they start talking snappy, nappy dugout, and you as a kid, you don't realize until you get older, like, these are 30-year-old men. Yeah. So, yo, yo, there, there's a white rapper from, uh, I think he's from Buffalo or something. His name's Blizz from Juice. Get he's out wild. of here. Yo, he's wild. His album stop covers it. are amazing. Just look up Blizz, Blizz from Juice. Juice. I will not. Yo, he, he has some of the best album covers in the world. I will not. He's on an Eto. I think he's down with Eto. Blizzard shot. Blizz, Blizz from but Juice. But yeah, so anyway, he's that's wild. where we get a lot of our iconography. Some of our aesthetic actually come from the Wrecking Crew within the Juice movie. And yeah. so when it when it comes to compilations, and I'm trying to make the distinction because Wrecking Crew also we we do LPs, and we will be doing one sooner than later. True. Sure. Um, and that's a little that that's to the listeners and the supporters. That's it's actually totally different. Our album will be more like what would Sheen Gun do, as opposed right. to this compilation form we're doing. Blizz is in there juice, right now, sticking the place up. His, uh, oh yeah, Blizz from Juice. He got a lot of face tattoos, but he just yeah. makes like some grimy raw shit. I can't but, fuck with face tattoos, man. Oh yeah, it's just well, bad decision making. It's not people that I would allow my house. Yeah, his album cover with Anna Nicole Smith like flashing her titties, and he's like a little yeah. kid. That shit is amazing. <laughs> Everybody look up the Blizz from Juice album cover. Shout out to Blizz from Juice. We'll get him. We'll get him on the next one. So, so I got a couple more questions. I'll take a break and then do the fan questions. But um, so artwork, let's talk about that because I, I know PQ did the design. Um, it looks fucking amazing. Um, so, was that something he came up with on his own, knowing that the album title, or was there a discussion about it beforehand? Because I, I think the forty bottle is really the like the spirit animal of. Steve. Yes. There was like rarely a moment that he didn't have a forty in his hand. So Castro, so we, so we, so Castro came up with a title, and then when we hit up PQ, because he he did like the alternate stuff for Raheem's lament, where he did like the hand drawn picture of us on the CD only, yeah. and then we wanted to work with him again, and Castro and told him, too, right? yeah, right, and he did the shirt. Um, you can still get Raheem's T-shirt. I'm sure it's hot fire. Um, I, I Castro told him, I look at you. Castro yeah. told him like, yo, it needs to have the bacon. And needs to have the eggs and needs to have the 40 bottle. And then he was like, it needs to have the ski mask. And then PQ did all that. And then Castro was like, no, no, this is the wrong bottle of ski mask. It's got to be like the Q tip hot sex on a platter type of joint where yeah. it just covers with, like the, with the Velcro on the back and the, and the little in the air dots. Yeah. And like your nose kind of looks like Dr. Doom type of nose. Very specific. Yeah. So is, yeah. he sent it to him. He was like, yo, just Neoprene. change this. What is yes. It? Yes, neoprene. neoprene. Yes. 
Yeah, so my like, dad used to have. My dad had a blue In New joint, York, man. there was a whole host of face masks, but we were also doing the goggles back then. So stuff yeah. had to be the big thing. iridescent ski goggles. Yes, <laughs> you couldn't just have on stuff. It had to be a certain thing. And I remember that mask was one that you could take off real quick with one hand and put in your yep. pocket. Yes. As opposed to yep. other things you might have to yes. pull off yep. your yep. face. But the way that was, specifically because you could rip it off from the back and like grab it with one hand and it's in your pocket. So whip that around. And it was two colors, so you could flip it over. Yep. I, yeah, my, dad had, yep. my dad had a blue gray yep. joint. Yep. Yep. And uh so yeah, so so Castro gave PQ like those pieces, and then he on his own later condensed everything into the 40 bottle with like all the ill script, which he which he's a master of with all like the high detail uh-huh. things he puts on. So when we saw that, we were like, oh fuck it, like that's that's gotta be. Like the main image for everything else. But well, all right, let me um, let me give you a quick thing. So um, <clears throat> I called up Zilla and I told him he's, he's forgetting his part. We're big mm-hmm. fans of Ozark. Yes, you, Ozark, yes, you're right. I forgot. Yeah, Ozark always has a, a crest. It's it's a it's a loose crest because it's only you, you see the um the four lines in the middle, right. but it's pretty pretty much like a crest. Things you would find at a school. And right. It has items. Yep. Four in every items episode. Yep. Right. That um. So. Yeah, they have items that lead, that are supposed to uh, in, yeah, uh, infer what's coming up in the episode. Correct. Yep. So I was, I closed. I said, "Yo, we should do a crest." And I was thinking more like, you know, uh, like a school, like a, a school that you, a crest that you have at school with the shield right. behind it and the right. items. And I was like, when it comes to Steel's Kitchen, the crest would be the ski mask they used to rob old man Quillis. Yep. The forty bottle he pours into his bacon, eggs, <laughs> and ketchup. And and it's the fact that he says, oh, "I'll make it like this all the time." Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that was the items for me. And then PQ took it and made it into a 40 bottle label. The CDs yeah. have the, the the big S and the K yes. with the items floating. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then the 40 bottle is the digital cover. So is the 40 bottle also going to be the T-shirt? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting to get that the one piece, and then we can nice. hook it all up. Because we're the CDs got delayed because they're coming from overseas. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll get them in hand. They'll be they'll be mailed out to everybody. So we apologize for the delay. Ain't our fault, man. Blame Europe, man. Fucking assholes. Piece of shit. Um, or blame no blame uh, Postmaster DeJoy. It's definitely <laughs> it's his fucking fault. Seriously, DeJoy. No, seriously, so, I'm still waiting for my um my um ultimate uh lint roller. It's supposed to, you're just supposed to rinse it off and it, you know have, you know so first of all if anybody doesn't know you want to steal money from Castro put an Instagram ad up and just put it on my my feed I buy everything off Instagram no matter how much I got burned yeah well yeah well when you get burned for a magnetic love levitating table that you think it's a hundred dollars but it's when you really look it up it's a thousand dollars and the one you bought wasn't the same one oh yeah so oh, god Sorry. I buy a lot anyway. of t-shirts off of Instagram. About it. I, I buy a lot of fear and my girl getting mad at me. Did you research the company? Because I end up one time I bought from a company that disappeared Alaska and then they popped up with a new name and a new web address selling the same fraud, fraudulent gift. Some fraudulent items. Yep. Let's take, let's take a next break. All right. So wait, yeah, let's we'll take Shouts a next to break. Castro's IG ad filter. Shouts to that. We'll do that. We'll do this. My my right. um naivete, my Instagram naivete. Call Shout in culture that. live from the liner notes. Steel's Kitchen, brought All to right. you by Hunt's Ketchup. Shablam, shablow. Are the four elements keeping you down? Do you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? 
Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now, all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation. If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. Zilla Rocca and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me, when was the first time you fell in love with hip-hop? <laughs> All right, so let's turn this over to our Twitter followers. Just We're looking Twitter. for some lighter. We're looking for some lighter sponsorships. Yo, by the way, lighter company. I'm I down. was looking into um, call-out culture buttons. Oh, okay. They, With what? The, um, just like little pins. Like the little no, pins. I know, but we need something new. I don't like to keep using I like me and merch. I'm, I, I just like keep making newer, newer, newer things. So we need something to go on the button. We can put the regular call-out culture stuff we have, but I would like to keep pushing well, we need the brand. New, but I was just saying, because we've never had any call-out culture merch. No, sure. we haven't. Yeah. We talked about a t-shirt, but we it got to be yeah. good. It got to be a good t-shirt. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just on some, it got to be quality shit. Like I'm looking for somebody to do the Wrecking Crew cover now. So I'm just, I'm just on that type of hunt. But okay. Yes. All right. All right. So, so Timmy Turnips wants to know, what's the dopest, dopest label comp in the same vein as the one that you guys have done and the dopest song on Sound Bombing 1? Ooh, uh, dopest label comp. I mean, to me, it's, um. It'll be Def Jux three, Def Jux three, or the Rough Riders joint, because like, the Rough like, Riders, like too. we kept saying, like Line the Rough two. Riders one, yeah, the one and two, just it just was, it was just because there was no fat. It was just like even the songs that don't hit the best, it was people giving their all. You know what I mean? Or even like Rock La Familia, which Jay made ass, it. Would that be yeah, like I Jay made like it a Jay album, but it, it's a it's a compliment. I'm, I'm, it's not I'm, a Jay I'm, album. I'm mixed on that one, but I but Ooh, I know why what? people like that because I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't uh, like that. Because I was also not, I wasn't all into rock at record. that point. At that point, you see what I'm saying? I wasn't like a yeah, Rockefeller wow. uh, super Jeez. fan. So when you got something with all Rockefeller guys, I was like, whatever. Seriously, I that was just me. I would say it has to be Sound Bomb too. Sound Bomb, I mean, Sound Bomb too is a shit. All right, and my I was song just track listing again. I was like, damn. My song from Sound Bombing. It's hard. One it, is, yeah, no, uh, I got, I got it up. It's hard. So. To me, because first of all, Universal Magnetic was a big song in my life. Ooh, I got that 12 inch. Before I even knew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what if the Elfuck thing is so tight? Yes. Bam's on there. Yeah. Scam Quali's on it. I I used to listen to What If a lot. DJ Spinner did the beat. Um, 2000 Seasons. Those are my picks. Oh, God, I love 2000. (laughs) This Um, is 2000 before I hate, before, excuse me, before I I started not liking Quali's material. It's way uh, before that. This yeah, is this, nah, this was, is me mood doom. It's mood doom time with me uh-huh. and Quali. I went, so I went back to so um, I'm like digging, I'm digging all the stuff he was dropping. Maybe, yeah, maybe a couple years ago I was playing that album a lot randomly. Mood? Mood oh, no, doom? No, no, uh Sound Bomb and One. Okay. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to list the songs like you know, Fire and What You Burn, all that Loon TNS, but um uh, I I know Alaska is a big night work guy, Sir Menelik. Yeah, that's the not LB. on that record though. Is yeah, it? it's not on it. Night work, night work. Yeah, night work is. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, sure yeah it is. Sir Menelik. No, but wait. Yeah. There's a. 
the twelve inch got versions of Nightwork that's not on this album. Yeah, that's yeah. But they got the LP inch. version on there. Yes, they do have the LP version. Yeah, yeah. My my joint that I was playing a lot was their back to back. It's the R A to Rugged Man joint with eight off till my heart stop. We not like these other MCs. Run of fake props. And then the other one, the freestyle, the Black Star freestyle, where they 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 mm-hmm. rhyme over the Black Attack beat, which is like one of my favorite piano. What the fortified live jam? No, no, no. They're like literally just freestyling in a studio. Oh, together. oh, oh. Okay, I got you. And it's it's I over this Black Attack about. beat. That's crazy. It's like this amazing. And you know what else? You know what I don't like though, because it sounds creepy the way they say the hook. Even though I like the song, so intelligent. So uh, intelligent. That's what oh, I was yeah. saying. That's that's my so intelligent <laughs> in Arabian Nights for mine. I really love that. That, 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 that dude, Nick Wiz, was fired. He made that Arabian yeah. Nights. Who's um who raps on Arabian Nights? Shabam Shabam. Yeah, I just want you to say it out loud, baby. Yeah, Shabam Sadiq. Shabam Sadiq. Yo, let me tell you, Shabam Sadiq. I think my only thing with Shabam is if he could have dropped a record around that time. He should have yeah. got off the 12 inch yeah. rate wave yep. and dropped like an actual album amongst yeah, all his of 12 that. inches were banging. Great, yeah, but he, he would have had exhibit and the alchemist. It he had crazy. the acumen where he would have been able to look, he didn't even have to go deep. 10, 11 songs. Just yeah. just drop a raucous project yeah. in that time, 10, yes. 11 songs. Mm-hmm. It would have it would have done what it was supposed to do. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Totally um, agree. He had he had he had the equity. Awesome. He was always showing out on tra- he, you know what he was. Um, and if it because compared, if anybody knows the NBA, so like this season. The MP, MVP race came down to Doncic and Embiid. No, Jokic. Doncic played. No, Jokic. Oh, Jokic, Jokic. Excuse me. Sorry. Jokic and Embiid. Jokic played all 72 games. Embiid missed 20 games. And that right. was pretty much the difference maker because their stats Correct. were a push. Right. Shabam Sadiq didn't miss any games in that no. first wave. Remember, he was on He was on the yep. tracks they asked him to be on. He's on he Sound Mama too. He's on Lears' yes. Lounge too. He, he made appearances. He, he was like, yo, you're going to see me. Yes. And, I, and I remember that. I like that about it. Yep. Good call. All right, what's the next question? Shout out okay, to Timmy so Turnips. You sound like next a fucking... question is from Not Forgotten. He's got two. So um, okay. first one is on looks easy when it works. He loves mm-hmm. the way the filtered effect on the vocals and the part where the beats cut off. Okay. Um, so how did how did those decisions, you know, those creative decisions come about? So when I when I first did that song, I did it on a totally different mic, totally different setup. But the part is real where Small Pro sent me a beat and I didn't loop it up. So I'm doing the song one take all the way through and then the fucking beat cut off and I was just recording being like, oh, fuck, like just thinking out loud, like, fuck, fuck, fuck the fucking beat. I got to loop it up shit. And so I then, you know, had to pause the recording to loop the beat. And I was like, that would be that would be funny as shit if I just kept it in there, and then looped the beat and then caught it. Again, you know what I mean? Switch names from Nick Coppola to Nicholas Cage. Now I'm booking show versus Vic Sage. My pages. Damn, why did it be cut off? I gotta loop it. I gotta loop it. Come on, damn it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Here we go, here we go. My pages, gold savings, grown folks bracelets. Uh, that means you can't touch us, can't touch us. I blacked out on Jack, but I never smoked Duchess. Broke as Henry Hill after Karen started flushing. I don't violate. It reminded me of uh the Bronson joint uh on blue chips. Uh what's it? It's called like nine. It's it's the date he does the song where he fucks up a bunch of times on the song and they keep it in there for it's amazing. So okay. you know me, I love mistakes, so I kept it in there. And then but I put the filter on my voice after because I went back and redid my vocals on this mic I'm using now on my new 
interface everything was new so i was like rather than pull up all this old shit and try to fine-tune it i'll just redo it real quick so the vocals are newer but the original part <laughs> where i fuck up and then like you hear me freaking out because i gotta loop the beat again that was very genuine so there you go shasta not forgotten because i heard a version where that shit ain't in it no no it's always it's always been in there it's always been in there what was that was that was that with the career that wasn't with that first batch of career crook second album thing i got nah, you didn't nah, have nah, that song. Nah, okay nah. that's what it is though so i'm i'm thinking i had an earlier version yeah, yeah of yeah, that song yeah. okay yep yep so so the next question actually is for me um and he said that um he's curious about the line live next to son of sam at least that's what my pop said um in the cargo cults cargo cults yeah guy fieri sure so he just wanted to know like what what that was all about so when when i was born i lived at 42 pine street in yonkers that's where my parents lived Shit. and that's where i was born and that's the same building that son of sam lived in oh uh. um, so i mean we moved out in 74 yeah, 75 right so that was like Three, he, three to two years before he he got he got into he got shit. yeah he got busted I think in seventy six or seventy seven seventy it's after oh, seventy seven because seventy seven yeah. was the year he was running rampant and then they right, caught him yeah later so I don't know how long he actually lived there or if he lived there was any overlap but every time we would go back down to Yonkers to visit family we would drive by the old building my dad would be like, son of Sam I right thought there. he was in the Bronx that's my bad no he, he grew up in the Bronx, Bronx but and then he moved oh, to Yonkers okay that's what it was okay so mm. I mean that's really sort of that's the story it's not like yeah i mean the, it's funny the apartments apartments are apartments so when you hear yeah. like people grew up somewhere they, you know they're in the boroughs you know it's just like yeah. so so that's that's the uh live next to the same story my mom is funny because in the year son of sam i was a toddler i was just born yeah. and even though son of sam had his uh, uh preferences they were well known my mom yeah. still was scared to death to go get like my bottle from up in the front like and she was a black woman with dark hair. Yeah. Wow. So, but she, but, but he, he just it had was so completely random, you know. Yeah, he uh, so he had the city in a chokehold. Oh, plus, plus it was that blackout. Um, plus it was the hot summer. So it was just like yeah. Now, now I, I think it was in that order. It was the hot summer and the blackout, and it was like, oh my fucking god, somebody shooting people. Like it's yeah, like Jesus. on top of all this stuff that was going on that year. Like oh, and then somebody randomly shooting people out on dates. Oh, hell no. Nah, the like, crazy yeah. shit is it was like, that's the thing that caught, there was like 2,000 murders in New York that year. Of course, yeah. Oh, it was murder. It was murder. And I'm, I'm not I'm not old enough, but Alaska to test, like, it was death. Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, I mean, I was a kid too. Um, so I don't really remember any of that. But there was um, subway attacks. I remember those stuff attacks, like yeah. that. Like, subway was really precarious after dark. Yeah, I remember like going to Yankee Stadium in the 70s and just like, you know, being like six, seven years old. And like, because of seeing like things on the news about mm -hmm. how bad it was, like just being terrified of leaving. Oh, and getting on that train. never any issues. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, never any issues. But it was just like, even in the stadium, I'm like, we can get attacked going to the bathroom. And it's, and it's <laughs> fun. And it's funny is, Thinking about it that way, Alaska. It's so it's um so it's so scenic riding into Yankee Stadium. The oh yeah, train yeah, rides behind. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a fairy tale yeah. if you're a baseball fan. You know what I mean? Oh but yeah, totally. If it, oh, but wow. if you think if you know about how uh, insidious the Bronx can be, it can taint that experience. But I remember like the way they have that thing set up. This is like 
Valhalla and be like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, no, no question. And it's just like, <laughs> everything's lit up. Yeah, and then like there's all those stores. Everywhere. There's all, all the stores, stores all the shops, the bars, and, the restaurants. All the Yankee themed stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really a great environment. I'm glad they kept it up all of these years. Even yeah. still, but like knowing the Bronx, I could see, you know, being scared. Like, it's funny because Coney Island felt safe as hell, Z, but not the couple of stops before it. Like, oh, nah, like Christ. that little three or four or five stops before you mm-hmm. get to Coney Island, you didn't get off, you didn't know Oof. anybody, nobody got off. But once you got to Coney Island, it was cool yeah. at the park. Don't yeah. walk down the boardwalk to the neighborhood. Coney Island was a very dangerous place. Oh, yeah. Still, still to this day, like, still you, go to to this day. Island, <laughs> you go to Coney you Island, it's like, you know, we'll go to like, there's a pizza place there called uh, Totono's, I believe it's called, or Tonono's, something like that. Uh-huh. It's like a classic, like, New York pizza place, like one of the, the best the pizza original places. Original Italian, yeah. Time. But it's like, you got to like park down some like side streets. And they're, you know, yeah. I mean, never any issues, but it's just like, it's dark. There's not like. Know, it, know where you're at. Oh don't God. be a yeah. tourist. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. that's the mantra. Know where you're at. Yeah. Don't be a tourist. If you get lost, walk around the block. Yep. Keep your head on the swivel. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah, what's the next question? Okay. So the next question is um, from Tweets Van Zandt. And he said, um, broken hand styles, it goes Castro Prem Alaska. Prem. Then on 98 Clue, it goes Alaska Prem Castro. Prem, Prem. Prem. Sorry, I don't know why. I'm reading <laughs> it. Because you're reading it. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Um, so he wants to know, is this in, was this intentional? Either way, it's dope symmetry. He just wanted to know. Um, broken hand style. We, uh, we got Alaska on the song um, as the end piece. So right. we gave you like the cleanup. But mm-hmm. um, because it was a shrapnel song, if anybody knows the shrapnel formula, is I almost always go first. So it's always going to, on shrapnel songs, I'm pretty much going to be the first verse. So that's that's what dictates that lineup. Um, oh. Zilla, you did 98 Clue. Why did you arrange it that way? So 98 Clue was, um, it's, it was the original was much longer. Um, and then when I went back to it, I was like, I gave everybody the assignments for that song for the career crook shit. And then... Uh, when I went back to it, I was like, it's just way too long. And it doesn't like the original s- plotting of it had everyone getting equal amounts of verses and equal amounts of bars. And I was just like, after a while, I was like, it's one of them songs like you're looking down. You're like, but this shit is just dragging it's, on forever. Yeah, it's like, still God, on. Damn. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. So I was on, like, yeah. you know what? I, I'm going to just tell everybody like your your verse might get cut. You know, and if you even remember what you put on this shit, because it's all like little eight bar pieces or four bar pieces or whatever. So with that joint, I thought I thought even from the original takes, I thought Alaska had the strongest verses. And his shit was done in a way where he sound like he did it all like in one shot. He had like the same presence and energy. Whereas me, Castro Brev did this shit all different ways, many different styles, different times of our lives, different times of the session. When you're it's beginning, you got a lot of energy, and it's the end of the session, your voice is cracking, your throat's a little dry. Like I was hearing all that in the mix. So I was like, let me And let trust me and believe, listeners, there's there's a four-bar section that's in the song that I would I wanted Zilla to use a different one. 
that I felt I was rapping a little bit. And I was like, no, that's even worse. So I'm going to cut that. Then there was a part I just took out of my own. You fucking corny like the backup band for Bruno Mars. We suited down in the accoutrement to Kubla Khan. You focused on the bottom like the red part to some Louboutins. Death on debit, catch wreck on a reg. I read it on the Reddit thread that you went over your head. Dichotomous, maybe prankster. And a gentleman, chess first checkers. Better check first to get them in hella unfair. Weather where it catches rap hands tax free like Delaware. Cigar breeze high at wrecking crew high. All of that, so... It, it kind of started off following a, 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 a grid of bars and by certain people following certain people's voices. And then it just kind of veered into a different. Spot. You didn't map it against the original. Um, Nah, nah. Okay. I was like, fuck the it. Original so, 98. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, I was basing off of uh this, this deaf squad freestyle on a uh, DJ included professional where they all rhyme over. It's my thing. That was the inspiration for the song. So that's why I call it. 90, 98 yeah. So it's like, it's like red man. EPMD and Keith Murray all trading back and forth shit. So I want to do that for us. Hence 98 clue freestyle. Um, but yeah, it was just, it just happened to be that way where Alaska cleans up and then goes first on the next joint. You know what I mean? It was just, and then Prem comes, you know, I, I didn't even catch that, but it's cool like that to do shit like that where it's, you know, people catch those little pockets where certain, like there's even parts where Alaska, I said to Castro, Alaska, there's parts where like you repeat like certain little, words or phrases throughout the project yeah unknowingly yep. like you like you you reference like a mod i mean a mod back in the days yeah, I yeah. Two track, back to back yeah tracks, I mean, I think, it's right? crazy it's like yep. it's ill to have those little tie-ins that kind of make it seem you know more, uh, more cohesive yeah more cohesive like that so there you go all right so so our friend jason griff wants to know zilla did you hit the trifecta girlfriend twin sister roommate or were you one for three like giannis at the foul line yeah uh so that 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 story is somewhat true i was dating this girl and and i thought of it because i was rapping to that beat driving by a street this girl used to live on i was like oh shit i used to date this girl who had an identical twin sister and i was like uh, I, yeah, wouldn't I remember know. this story yeah i wouldn't know if it was like her or her twin sister just like showed up one day yeah like i wouldn't be able to distinguish them because i wasn't dating her very long you know what i mean and then but she also lived with this girl that was her roommate and she was nervous about me being around a roommate because the roommate stole her last man from her <laughs> so she was very scared of that shit and then finally when i met the roommate i was like oh shit i could actually really like the roommate a little bit more than this girl but i can't really you know she's already been traumatized from that shit i can't do it again <laughs> so later on after i stopped seeing her while later on later later i was it hit me i was like yo i should get at that girl's roommate like I, they're probably not even friends anymore they probably don't live to it and i remember like finding her like on early social media and i was like how do i even say like this is so foul i can't even you know what i mean like how do you open the door with this with with the roommate so that this the song the story was kind of flipped on its head just to be kind of funny about a girl wearing so much that I fall in love with the roommate that she falls in love with the roommate instead. So there you go. It was real shit. Somewhat Amazing. embellished. All right. So, so we got a few more. Uh, we got a we'll, lot of questions. Go yeah, ahead, rapid fire. Yeah, just well, no, I'm lot. saying we got like, we only got like four or five more left. Oh, okay, I just found, I just went to Twitter. I found like five, six more. He, he I know I got them. I'll just open them. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, and some of them we already kind of talked about. So, okay. um, okay. 
So Dan over at Free uh, Free Music Empire wants to know uh, how did Mario Brothers come together? That beat is so not what I was expecting. Um, so what I did was um working on the Shrapnel record, the new Shrapnel record. I I, I copied me a pack of Doof beats. Um, after we had him on the show, he was uh doing some live producing, and I liked what he was doing, and I say it was good with, with one little piece he was doing. He said, oh, you know, he said, all right, I'll send you a couple of things. Um, so Doof is interesting because he'll he'll give you a live version of it. That's how you pick the beat. So he'll play it like he's playing it, you know, he does on his Instagram lives and stuff like that. <clears throat> and he'll send you pieces of that. The issue with that is it could be manipulated in your memory of it because you're hearing it live through... Mm -hmm. The thing so when you get the beat and that's a whole nother experience and you're like oh shoot it's even doper than i thought it was because i heard it you know live he didn't send me a mp3 sample of it and so we had about three joints i think give or take yeah um the production as a whole on the new shrapnel record didn't lend any spaces for do style those songs were just um they just weren't with the theme. For some reason, it, they weren't, it wasn't like they were worse or slower or faster. It was just like something about putting them up with the other production that we have. So, so then me and Prim were like, all right, we need to find, because these are good songs. So we need to find a, a good home for them. Do you consider yourself a disciplined guy? Do you get up every day and work? Oh, I try to get up every day. Check one, two. Uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, but nah, nah. Mary band the band is trying to use up all your band with seal the deal I hear you real to real just let me choose the bandage step up to the sandwich stand like do what's the damage peruse like I blew a fuse in a borrowed Buick in Peru now you just gonna let me use this hammock as a muse or is it too outlandish creature of habit man elysium and feverish practice it sees through the speaker but I can see I... and we actually didn't think about it we we, we um there's always an EP possibility when we work on shrapnel like we did with the first record um, but we weren't, we didn't think those songs would go there either. Um, and so it was interesting because we all knew that these songs should exist and, and be released because we've been talking to um, our label about it, those songs in particular, but we didn't know where. So when, when um, Steel's Kitchen came up, we were like, oh, shoot, we can put them right here. Bang. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, sorry, sorry, um, hearing off. So Mario Brothers, I remember the beat throwing me off when I heard it. Like when I heard it finally live at Dubs, we were playing it out live. And I wanted the song to go into that. So if you, if you listen to the lyrics, we're kind of like under the influence saying a lot of things and doubling back on them. You listen and you're like, does that make sense? Did they really say that and shit like that? Because the beat was kind of leading you that way. And we thought that was like a, a nice little uh, curveball for shrapnel listeners and stuff. So sorry for the long yeah, I, explanation. I, I, think it's, I remember when you sent it to me and I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, it makes you feel like yeah, a little like, uneasy. Go? I was some like, this, shit. And first I was like, I was like, like, I was like, is this good? Like, what is this? <laughs> and then, uh, as, you know, hearing it a lot now, it's definitely like my, it's my favorite rhyming on the whole record. Like yeah, I love, I love Prem's verse. I love you. I mean, I love it. 
If both of you guys are going on, fuck that. That shit is hard. Yeah, no, this shit's really good. Yeah, hell yeah. So, all right. So, uh, Shaman Shadow wants to know. Um, he's got a few questions, so we can hit these somewhat quick. Um, do you feel that you went outside of your comfort zone with some of the beats and tempos? Um, no, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to me and Zilla in particular and Wrecking Crew um, as a whole. We we go a lot of different ways with our soundscapes. I don't think you could really box us in. I think there's a certain level of quality with our production choices, but I don't think you could sit there and say like, oh, we all do trap or we do drill or we do boom bap or we do uh, drum and bass. I think we touched on a lot of that. Maybe not drill, but I think we've touched on, you know, we, we dabbled in, in a lot of stuff. So there is no, with it, there's no beat mountain too high for us to climb. I think we've always been adept at the challenge. Um, I think our egos help in the sense that if we find something and my flow don't work, then Prem will work. Or if right. Prem don't work, then Zilla, like that, that mm-hmm. ego don't get in the way of like cramming stuff together so the song don't work. So I just think we're, we're adept at all those stuff. So I don't think there was no stretch. So you think there was a stretch on that on the no. record? No. 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 I mean, to me, it always makes sense just because I, I know what historically, but like way before people were paying attention to us like they do now, we were we 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 never said no to shit. Like honestly, right. like, we weren't like, right. nah, that's too weird. Like, nah, I right. can't handle that. We never like, were too much in a certain zone where we wouldn't nah. try out. We got songs yeah. about vampires. Like, give me a break. Yeah, like so many <laughs> weird fucking tempos and all that shit. Yep. So it's like people catching it now may have heard like a more digestible song or two from any of us to hear something like that where they're like, oh shit, okay. But nah, it's uh yeah. Yeah, go check out Philly Crime featuring the Lucid. Ooh, blow your company. Yep. GC. Are you with me? That shit is uh, crazy. All right. So he also wants to know what time is it though, and how long have I been here? <laughs> Where does so, it come from? What is that? Okay, so the song is supposed to make you feel like you're under the influence of whatever. Mm. Um, take that where you want. You can listen to some of the lyrics. It might take you, it might tell you this, it might tell you that, but just you know, uh, fuck it. All right, this song is about doing shrooms. And so, That's... you know, so like at times when you're doing shrooms, shrooms in particular, you might, it, it, you're not losing time, but you might just be like, you know, how long I've been, how long we've been doing this? How long we've we been having this conversation? Like, what's going on? Mm. <clears throat> and I thought what was um, one of the strongest uh, <laughs> sonic moments of awareness is a Chicago Bowl intro. And what time is it? You know, uh, that, just yeah. came, that just came to game me. Game time who? Game time who? So to me, when, I, when I'm shrooming, and I do say to myself, yo, what, how long have I been here? What time is it? <laughs> I hear Cliff Levingston in my head. What time is it? Like, I don't, yeah, Randy awesome. Brown did about here, Cliff Levingston. So I said, I got to put it in the song. So then that's what that is. So, so the final question would probably be better for, for Prem, but, um, and it sort of taps into one of my favorite bars of the, the whole record. He wants to know if uh, microdosing versus macrodosing, which is better and why? Well, now that the cat's out the bag about what the song is, Mario Brothers, you know, Mario them trace little mushrooms and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mushrooms is a, is a matter of preference and, and, and I think tolerance. It's a, so you could, I think your first experience, you should macro, like take a good piece of a mushroom. You don't want to, you never want to do something and think like, hey, did it do anything to me? And like not, not know if the experience happened or not. Because usually yeah. what happens is something did happen to you, you don't recall it in your normal faculties. And then when you do it the second time, you're like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? That's just the truth. Mm. Your body goes, whoa. But um, 
I think do it the first time, do a good amount so you can feel the um feel the solomons. Um, I probably pronounced that wrong. And then after you'll figure out that mushrooms for me work good with the micro dosing, taking a little piece and stretching out the effects <clears throat> over a period of time. That's my opinion. I don't know exactly what Prem said. But I, I'm I'm <laughs> I like, I mean, I haven't done it in a long time, probably because of this. Do you like to go big, go hard? You like to go big, like you know, every once in a while. Just like a handful, just home, oh, and yes. then see what happens, you know. Oh, and then word. like, you know, get lost. Like, you know, I kind of like adhere to the Hunter S. Thompson of it's going to be like one of those long nights of lots of internal of debauchery. Searching. Yeah, and 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 and, and hopefully <laughs> a desert is near so you can just yeah. wander. Exactly. Like, hopefully so, a desert. If the desert is not near, then you're walking through somebody's neighborhood. But yeah. if a desert is near, you can do the. Yeah, and at, at some point it turns on you. You just you know it's gonna turn on you and it's gonna get deep. You're it's gonna get, figure out a lot about your life. It might get scary, but you if you're ready for scary. it. If you're ready for it. it. It might take you a month to psychically recover, but yes. You're like, I'm not doing that again. Zilla? Yes. I have I have no experience in this. So no, here's your okay. parallel. Was it better to be like blackout drunk or buzzy? Uh I, I used to only, I only get blackout drunk when I drink tequila. And where the next day I'm like, where the fuck did I park my car? What time did I get home? <laughs> Why is there like an empty pint of like Twix ice cream next to me? What the fuck is happening? I don't, you know, it's not, it's not a good feeling. But then I, I realized, I only learned recently that that means I was drinking like really, really trashy, like bottom shelf tequila, whereas like really good mezcal and tequila does not get you bang the fuck Smash up. Smash hammer. Okay. Yeah, where I truly don't remember like chunks of time. Well, uh, look. Qu- good quality moonshine gets you jacked no matter what. I'll tell you that much. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yes. I haven't done a lot of moonshine, to be honest with you. I've done, I've done moonshine. Everybody, everybody has like some homemade jar and it's, Ugh. you sip, sip slowly. Yeah, I'm sip good. Sip slowly. I'm good, the- I'm good. All right. So, so, uh, Big Ren SD uh, says that his favorite track is Broken Hand Style. The energy is infectious. Any more Wrecking Crew tunes in store for that pace and energy? Uh, Alaska, I think we're, we're going for that on Cargo Colts, like faster shit, right? Yeah, we got that Cargo Colts. And then Castro and I just recorded something. That I heard that yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's I old. That today, actually. I was it got that. some old school energy to it. Yeah. yeah. And then, I like uh, my beats with the big old bass. Yeah, and then uh, Chong, Chong Wizard started sending me new Midnight Suns beats, and we're trying to go like more jazzy with it, more nice, more up tempo. And then uh, the new Career Crooks record definitely in that vein, just more. I I think all of us. I mean, th- like we said before, man. Like we, uh, I'm all of us have done so many fucking styles of faster rap and double time and slow. It's in service to the record like, yeah, at this point. Yeah. We've done we've done many styles of so stuff we do because of. Thinking about it now, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about it, but like, yeah, there's a there's some uh there's some faster paced new shrapnel joints. But also Prem's like obviously rapping faster. He hasn't right. done that on shrapnel yet. Uh true. On my record, it's not. My record, I, I don't know if anybody remembers yeah, my record is it's pretty even tone. Oh, I do it, yeah, I do. On the new yeah. one. The, la- on the yeah, new one. Yeah, we, is it pretty even tone on But the one of the songs Whew. is like double time. Drum and bass, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's true. So yeah, I, I think to, to answer the question, it's in service of the record. Yeah, whatever's in service um, of the record. So then uh, he has a, a follow-up question: What lessons learned with Raheem's lament um, that were applied to putting together Steel's Kitchen? 
Ooh, I'll, I'll jump in with this. Yeah, that one was more that. like uh that was more just like Castro said at the beginning. It was just kind of like like the, the it was the, an assignment. The deluxe we, appetizer to be like, hey, more people right now are listening to us than they ever did before. And they may have heard of us through Backwoods. They may only heard of us through Alaska. They may only heard of us through like live shows or the podcast, whatever. So that was more just kind of like, let's let's put something together. That's, you know, it's like like an intro to here's what's going on. Here's what we've been up to. Here's who we are. And this one was more, I, th- I think that one had a couple of songs we made specifically for that. But like we said, also introduced like Blue Edwards, like Paul Pierce Stab Wounds, which ended up on that record and uh, other songs that were like older. I, I kind of kind of like touched up and put them on there. But this one was like, let's make something exquisite and fresh. And we had a lot of excess material, but they again, they weren't cutting room floor joints because they were trash. It was just they didn't fit certain other records. And then we also like, let's put in newer songs as well, specifically because everyone, like, like I said, like when I first heard Mario brothers, I was like, yo, this is how I, I was really confounded. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then once I started sitting with it more, I'm like, this is actually insane. And like, here I am, you know, two months later, like it's my favorite rap. I don't know whole shit, but that type of record needs to be out. You know what I mean? Like, because it's ill the same way like griff remix and vamoose out of nowhere and we built a whole song in a week before people even heard the original like that needed to be on there so now (laughs) whenever we do the next compilation it's going to be in a similar vein of like only the best shit from everybody we're around and we'll probably get newer people too which like castro said is always fun to kind of pull in newer newer names and faces maybe people not even on the show who knows but i think i think raheem was just kind of like fuck it let's just put it out and because the response was so crazy, we were like, all right, Castro came up with the, the Steel's Kitchen name like super quick after that shit. So there you go. That's uh, that, sh- that should answer that shit. Cool. All right. And yep. finally, uh, sorry, did you want to say something, Castro? No, I was saying, yep. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, so Def C wants to know, how do you score who had the most best verse on the song points on the tape between uh, Castro, Zilla, and Prem? Prem. Well, I'm bailing on the tape, so... Yeah, Cash, like, yeah, Castro's like Jizza. He's just like when he shows I'm, I'm up. I'm literally like, <laughs> I'm literally like. Uh, one, I think I have the least bars. Two, yeah, I have the least appearances on the three, tape. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Four, five. No, you're on five joints. But like, but the but the 98 Stop. clue I have like small bars. And for anybody that doesn't know the math of shrapnel, Prem raps <laughs> way longer than me all the time. Yeah. So like, um, I'm, I'm not saying it as a diss. I'm just saying nah, like, nah, nah. if you would line up. I have the least amount of bars on this record per se. So I True. would lose in, on those points alone. If we're scoring, if we're keeping score. I mean, Prem, Prem's the winner. Yeah, Prem's destroying. Prem He's wins. Just, Prem's the destroyer. Yeah, He's like, like, wait till y'all hear his solo. Wait till y'all hear the new shrapnel. It's real. Again, I'm saying this is my man. Like, he's. It's pen and destructive. What are you here with this fucking guy? This, this bourbon generals. We're, we only make these songs when we link up, but. I mean, Alaska was the last session, but Prem just, he he said something on the one we just did where he said something like, waiting for tomorrow to hit. You're late for your Sabaro shift. <laughs> I was like, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, how do you think of that shit, man? That shit is great. He's the greatest. No, but he really, his pen is really on some, 
diamond cutter shit. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you. He was higher somewhere. than the body count on Spice One Take. Spice One yes. Take. Was, yes. I was like, you won. Higher than the body count yes. on Spice One Take. But then you won too saying... The 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 Rushmore yeah. joint. There's no Rushmore without me, dog. I'm Max Fisher. I'm Max Fisher. <laughs> that's it. Nah, that's it. No, they, they you, you could you could carve your personal Rushmore rap figures. There's no Rushmore without me, dog. I'm Max Fisher. Max Fisher. That's, there it that's, is. That's game it. over. There it is. Game over. I was pretty proud of that. I, I, that was, I my memory messed it up. I was like, did he say he's Jason Schwartzman? No, he didn't yeah, say. That. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but he did. He did. No, but um, there's a lot of good bar work on the record, ladies, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um, if y'all haven't already, go listen to it now. Uh, go cop it. We still have some special edition copies left, but they're going fast. Isn't well, that what me, people say? Let me say this because no one has said they like Atlas Obscura, which is totally fine. But I want to say <laughs> I wrote that verse while my family was in the supermarket, like before Thanksgiving, getting all the items. I just sat in the car. <laughs> Oh, you wait, you left them in the you didn't, you yeah. Didn't I was like, I'll just wait in the car, I'll just wait in the car. They're like, <laughs> we, we got we gotta make sure we get the, the fucking kid, the yams, and all this. I'm like, I'll just wait here, totally fine. <laughs> it's like, I looked at my watch, I'm like, I probably got about 40 minutes, and I put that beat on, and I was just fucking writing that real quick in the car on my little notepad app. They came back, and I'm like, all right, cool, we gotta go set up the house for Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, cool. Now, why did that album not why did that so? Song not make uh it's, Vegas it's, Vic it's, or it's, it's Disco Vietnam Barry. He oh, cut, he, he made the he beat cut. and then he cut the song off the album. I was like, all right, gotcha. So shouts to Barry. That was his. That, that one's in my top three. So oh, yeah, I like this. No, my 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 favorite song is uh is Flower Bed. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's actually my top the instrumental piece at the end. Fresh kills, he killed yeah. it. No, and Fresh actually, Prem, Prem um co-produced that. That's that's oh true. really? Oh, yeah, it's got mm-hmm. a real like Smith and Wesson feel to the production. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so mine are are basically Flower Bed, Atlas Obscura, and Sanford and Sunra. I like uh Flower Bed and Broken Hand style. Um Poets Who Last has a special place for me because I there's a there's Alaska. I first of all I tried to cut myself off the song about three separate times. Yeah, you did. Like up until (laughs) before we had to like I was trying to take yo, take my shit, take my shit off. That's what I kept telling them. That's my fourth edit. Well, why did you verse. want to take it off? So first of all, that's not even the that's the that's the fourth version of that verse. And to okay. me, I was getting to a point where I was like, it's not what I'm trying to do is not coming off ill. It's just coming off. And so like I had to work on the Mingus line because he really did get evicted and he pulled out a gun on people um, when they came to try to tell him to get out of his place. So I was all that stuff just took me a while to work out. I'll say that. And so because of that. I was willing to fall on the sword, like, yo, just take me off there, put Zill on there. I'm whack as hell on there. Yeah. It's not working. And it's funny because when I first got the beat from Duke, I wrote that verse real quick. So I'm thinking, I'm, I thought I was the shit talking about Poseidon and stuff. I said, like, oh, yeah, I got it. And then Prem did his, and I was like, oh, I don't got it. And then I had to change the whole first half. Oh, my dude, God. Dude, when you, when you say Mr. Machida with the army jacket line, and come on, they have yeah, to cut dude. that, man. Don't be that's that, but that is the third version of that line. It was, it was, I had, I was trying to say Mr. Keon first oh, couple of weeks. Yeah, that was hard. With the I was trying to say Keon Machida. It was very hard. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, um, it, that, that, that verse came a long way. So I was ready to cut that shit. Then a lot, then Zilla put his verse on there, which wasn't the original plan, but it came to fruition. Then we got Marcus Penn, shout out to him. To, yeah, to put yeah, the ill scratches on there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this song is way better than I thought it would ever be because my first 
ideals of it had like a ceiling to it. Oh, and I the best part was, was when I, when I asked Marcus to do the cuts, and I was like, "Yo, you gotta do some steals joint." And he was yep. like, "Yo," he was like, "I just watched that movie last week, See? and Juice is the movie that made me become a DJ." He's like, "Of See? course, I'll do that." Wow, shit. Like, wow, look at Marcus. that with the DJ competitions. And and the yeah. funny thing is, what he scratched on the song, Smalls and um interpolated into his pieces, yep. and they didn't know they were doing that. Like yep, they did that like, Gotta get yeah. it right, buddy. Right, buddy. Yeah. Is wait, is there any more uh, uh, listener questions? No, that's it. Okay, so I want to sum something them and we can kind of close with this. The Scorsese feature on Sanford and Sun Ra. Yes. Yo. Mr. Bielsa, but that is rough. My thoughts are kind of similar. I dream about an animal. Shitting on ten members of triple six. Skinny pimps get babies, rabbit penny lips. My panties matter limitless. Your anti life equation, I'm a solvent. You're novice. Place the project pack, break your bondage. Murderers and robbers, the grand box deposits. A gold on sports, but I cannot. And the product priceless, like biggest. So Dan O at Free Music Empire, he did a breakdown of the song, and uh, I he pointed out what I love so much about Scorsese's verse, where he says "murderers and robbers." That shit. How did you? I think, I think that beat you asked me to be on originally. Did I? Yes. It was a okay. beat that mean I was like, nah, fam, I can't. Handle <laughs> so this, this is my man, No Four G Dub. Australia's yeah. finest and um uh, he always sends me a pack and um I get busy I, I really try to get busy he's done some of my great songs more than the Plano and others so I had this beat and I was like for, so Alaska the funny thing I, I knew Sanford the Sun came to my mind immediately like immediately okay. I don't know if it was the yeah. twang burn. I thought I just remember it was like Rollo in the front yard because yeah. Sanford the Sun I love the show but if if you don't watch and pay attention you miss some things like they're in LA. Yeah. They live in a junkyard. And then the, the front yeah. yard is a junkyard and there's a car out there. Like stuff like that that you don't, <laughs> that you kind of miss being in, inside, you know, it's a bottle of shows, being inside that apartment all the time. So I hear them, burn, burn. I said, oh man, this is Lamont. This is Rallo and Lamont getting on Sanford's Nurse. Yeah. That's all I thought about. So I said, boom. I said, all right. So once I had that idea, I said, yo, Zilla, what's up? And I sent it to him. He was like, oh, nah, dog. Like, I don't even remember what you, but he was, was just like, like, nope. He's like, can't nope. Do it. So I, I was like, it. all right. Um, and at that point, I just had maybe like my first couple of bars or whatever. So I came up with that hook. Um, the hook is a tribute to Mac Homie. If anybody picks mm-hmm. up on what, I don't know how, that makes a sense. But it's a tribute to Mac Homie. So I was like, all right, I'm, I like this. I like this a lot. So I wanted Scorsese on it. And this is when he was still living, still with us in the land of the living. And I had to work, I had to work his rap muscle to get what I wanted out of it. So that that piece that you hear is literally his third verse he wrote for it. And I I got I got an idea. I was like, I I need it more truncated. I need more bang mm. for the buck in a shorter time. So instead uh. of doing a 16, I say, oh, give me an eight. Because I knew. If I got an eight from him, I wouldn't have to worry. And it's not a bad thing, but he wouldn't do any setup lines. He would right, just give yeah. me eight. Each bar would be heavy. He wouldn't give me like bar 11 to set up bar 12. You see what I'm saying? Like you right. wouldn't even bother with that. No frills. And he said, oh, prices like Biggie check, you know, like Biggie yep. Smalls, Mike checks, right? 
And so I was like, whoa. And that will because the other ones, there was a there was a clash going on between style and substance. So one, I didn't really like the content, but he was styling that fuck out. Yep. Then the second one I told him, told him, I gave him my notes. So then he wrote it. He wrote two verses on it. And one was a lot more style and substance. The second one, it was a lot more substance than style. Literally, I don't know if he was writing with two two faces on or whatever. So then I told him what I liked out of both of them, but I asked him, yo, and I I laid a verse. I put everything together. I was like, I don't know. And I felt bad because I was like, am I asking my friend to do too much just to get this out? But I was like, no, I want him on this and I want it to come out the way I want it. So I'm going to be you know, I'm gonna be a little stringent with it. So I said, no, give me another piece, but give me eight bars. And I felt like giving him that instruction would make him focus and, and write more megaton shit. And that's exactly what it is. I said, give me that same style from the first one. Same way you style him, but give me eight bars. And it that, that part is amazing. I know me and Fat Boy Sharif have more bar work, but, but his piece in the middle really ties it together. And I don't know why that eight bar instruction made him. I was thinking oh. like Master Killer. That's what I was thinking of. Like what's, that was that the type project of project pat line he says in there. Oh, uh, um, he says some project pat. He shit. does say project pat in there. So I thought you was, were telling him to do like project pat shit. I it again that might have been part of the instruction, but it was just like the style that might. I don't know if I said project pat, but he had he had developed that style with the first draft. Oh, so I, I wanted him to keep that style, but I wanted something you know a little bit more viscous, if you will. Um. And and now that and now that shit is amazing. And then fat, then I just you know me and Five Boy Sharif we got close over, over this last over the pandemic. That's when we first started talking. Uh, before yeah. it hit, he had called me out the blue, and and I like it. I love his style. So the beat fit yeah. him, and especially after you know Zilla left me at the altar, I was like, I need some interesting voices. Hey, we didn't even to get go. to the altar. I didn't, nah, we, nah, we didn't yeah. even go on a date. I was like, that's over. We, all right, we went to a lope, and, and and I was just <laughs> waiting at the airport, and he sent somebody with a note, and. Uh, <laughs> And so then I was like, yo, I'm gonna get Fat Boy Sharif on this. And this was originally yeah. gonna be on my solo. It was all, it was actually lined up for my solo for a while, mainly when it was me and Scorsese. Okay. When I got Fat Boy Sharif on it and I finally got the hook the way I wanted and all that stuff. And 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 our and our um our brother passed, I said, no, I'm just gonna release this by itself, like to right. give it a space. Right. And then again, this is one of those things when Steel's Kitchen came up and said, you know, wait, it might really go well here. Yeah. Right, because so the, the whole the whole idea of it, which we didn't say at the beginning, was that, and this was conversations Scorsese and I had, which I've probably said on the show before. The whole genius of like Rock La Familia, all that shit, Tupac, all eyes on me. It's like mm-hmm. when you when you when these projects come around, the bullhorn gets sound where it's like, yo, everybody's best shit goes to this. It, all of it gets yes. funneled okay. in. So yes. when I heard Sanford and Sumrod, the original beat, I don't know, I didn't understand that I was it, I was just. I couldn't grasp how I could even approach that shit. When I heard the final version with Sharif and Scorsese, I was like, it has to be on this. Like it, right now. It doesn't yeah. mean Castro's album, my album, everyone's albums ain't this shit because they will be. But like, this is the best shit we got. This is the best mm-hmm. song we have. It has to go here right now. Like that was the biggest switch compared to Raheem's Lament, which was like, let's just put something together that we fuck. Right. This one was right. like, no, no, no. All these joints are powerful. They have to be locked into a certain caliber of quality. And so even hearing that song, the final version, I was like, I was grateful we got to put it on this. You know what I mean? Because like it wouldn't have been lost on Castro's solo later, but that's later. You know what I mean? Like this is now, like today, yes. yep. in, in May, June, and it can come out. And while Scorsese, we can still keep that going as long as possible. 
and uh i'm i mean i love it i'm and and the best thing is like hearing him on that it, i think we said it probably during a tribute episode and a lot of people have said it like the fucking dude you know i think about him a lot uh, he he was such an amazing student of rap and yeah. so humble to keep uh, he did it for my record on vegas Vic. he gave me like three or four versions three or four iterations you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i don't do that for people <laughs> like i wouldn't i'd be like here it is here's my one attempt you know what i mean and i'll make a little change i wouldn't i personally wouldn't do that i'm like no nah, i don't he would just do it and any type of beat he could figure it out you know and like that's he was fearless with that shit and but he was also like hard working enough to be like i'm gonna keep chipping away at this till i get it the way you never taking it personal it never was like that's a mate that's a big skill man yes that's huge and so hearing him on that type of shit like i was kind of joking to somebody i was saying when we listen to steel i was like yo castro keeps us weird bro like i would (laughs) literally like i wouldn't pick mario brothers beat i wouldn't pick sanford and summer beat i probably wouldn't pick broken hands down i loved of but i'm like i wouldn't go for those joints but when when Castro picks them and then Prem gets on board with it or, you know what I mean? Like there's a certain piece where you're like, yo, we need that element next to Guy Fieri, which is just some straight straight lace. That's just like to me, like doing some eighties, like big boom rap shit next to Guy uh, Fieri shirt because the shit is flames. Yeah. Like that's just, you know what I mean? Like that was Alaska did that to a totally different track. I remixed it. That but that's we, what I'm saying with the six-sided die, like shrapnel, we have a certain bend. Right. Like you, right. you'll hear us on traditional stuff. There's definitely traditional stuff that we rock, uh, like uh hubris on the right. first EP or even Nitty yeah. at the Drew. But we definitely have a certain bend. Y'all hear that on the new record. We can't yeah, even get like away from it with different producers. It's just no, you can't. certain. And yeah. and honestly, like the tie in the sound bomb and two, I guess we can wrap it up. It's just like sound bomb and two, like we said, can have Sir Menelik next yes. to like diamond yeah, next to yes. Thurston Howell next to Eminem. Yes. You know I mean, next to Coco B's your favorite next to Bahamadia. Like there was because of, there was so many different things happening versus like the later era of raucous when it was like, everything was a little too neat and a little too polished and a little too wary of like, Oh, this could hit the B E T afternoon demo. Right. And then this, this song is Nate dog and rock wilder. And then this song, the fact know, that like, cool Keith fits comfortably on these joints and cool right. Keith always stands and out. Sir Metalik. Sir Metalik's right. on. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But y'all know what I'm saying? Like they stand out without even trying, but, but, right. it, but these were good, safe, sound beds for them to exist in you didn't yeah, feel like a lot of place. having crosstown beef which is top five raucous song of all time but it's a typical hip-hop project song. is patriotism which right. is, yeah. like, that's Look what at the made that patriotism and crosstown beef is like a uh by the numbers rap song well i think it's yeah, 12 bars up. right hook 12, I, yeah, over I'm that sample that fucking yeah. 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 The top are like just sort of like yeah yes that's and oh that's definitely some brooklyn shit i'll say that much like crosstown beef is like a one, it's like it's like a dozen eggs, Brooklyn. Like that's what that's what crossed out beef is. Yes, and then patriotism's like the most co-flow jokes type of fucking song ever made. You know what I mean? Like you can't with just I mean a uh, big Len, with Len doing the scratches. Who's America? You know? Like, yeah. And L talked about in the new episode with Mike about that shit. But it's yes. just like you know. So I I think we. I'll be honest with you, like all, all the shit I listen to, cats don't get as weird as we do, and then they also don't nail like the straight ahead shit at the same time mm-hmm. like we do. Right. I mean, like, so we have both of them. Yeah, yep. like people either just go to straight ahead shit 
or just the grimy slow shit or just the super fucking weird artsy yeah. artsy disconnected from regular people shit and I well, think, my I problem think with surprising. the weird shit these days i ain't gonna hold y'all um they fucking with their flows too much now <laughs> so it's like yeah you could be weird but you better be on that beat like i don't well, you better be you know saying, saying something like, nasty too like to make yeah i mean all that but i mean like i think people pushing it in terms of like that weird for weird sake shit. I don't. I'm yeah, not. I'm not a fan. That. I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't and that's just me. That's, like that's I, some young people shit though, right? Like <laughs> there's some older cats yes. doing it too. Oh, there's really? Some older cats, yeah. And they're, they're oh, trying to make. Yeah, but I think you know they go in the realm of it's so cryptic. You know, I'm coded or whatever. Like, yeah, but seriously. you know what? Yeah, but none of that fucks with like Bruiser Wolf. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, straight. Yeah, <laughs> straight boy. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it does, and it also doesn't fuck with Elucid and Woods. So right. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Because Lucid and Woods are saying like some very factual, straightforward shit in an interesting way. It's just, it's just, it's just slang the fuck out and poet it out. But they're saying stuff that you know, look in the book, it's there. Like, yeah, like Woods is giving you drug rap on par with some of the best drug rappers ever. He's just exactly. doing it in a way that's like off the beaten path. Yep. Good shit. I, I was correct. All right. Well, that's right. about it, man. Great questions, cool. everybody. Everybody, fuck with our IG. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we got new, new IG. Call out uh, culture call podcast. podcast. Bong, and then don't we're forget on, about we're the Twitter. YouTube. Call out cult pod at call out cult. We, yo, be, yo, man, leave, leave some uh, leave some reviews, some likes, some subscribes. That would be wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah do, that. That, do that. According to every other podcast, that really helps them out. Everyone says <laughs> I, I don't know if it does because I mean, no, it has to do with the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Oh. YouTube, you can really get into the weeds about like making sure your stuff bubbles to the top. Oh, that's yeah. what's up. I mean, like the sure. like, the like button. Like YouTube make yeah. like YouTube sends out emails. If the like button, like you have to hit percentages okay. and all, all right, that. hit the but, like yeah. button, people. Feed, yeah. feed, feed, feed these other corporations and make them rich for us. Exactly. I'm with that. And then fuck with our Patreon. You get the episodes early. You get discounts on merch. You get we some actually have some emails, some exclusive songs coming up. Right. Yep. Yeah. We got. We got oh, yeah, one from me. We got one from Alaska. Yeah, that should yeah. be right. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that right, right? Next okay. couple of weeks, yeah, that sure. should be, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, I know people good, like free stuff. That's good, good shit. Any, uh, anything else, boys? Um, go get Steel's Kitchen. Uh, the wow. physicals are being um, sooner than later. Yeah, very soon. Very soon. Uh, uh, we have Premrock Solo coming out at the end of this month. Yes. Let's get ready for that. We're going to talk yes. about that. We'll We're have more on the show, feet. all that good shit, but yeah, what do you got? Go ahead, last um, one. Griff and I are dropping our new record, Human Zoo, hmm. uh, in mid August. Look at you! All right, wow, you finally have news after, after have news. 90 episodes. I, you know what it's um, like, and I, I have also started recording my record with Ray West. Yeah, so you know I've, heard, like, I've heard some of those joints. You ever see when, um, on Inside the NBA, they go EJ's Needle Stat, stat of the sponsored night, sponsored by, by no, no one. That's right. a lot. You got yes. anything to promote? Nope. Like, no. Like you know, until he does. So, so I realized like I have I have a formula now that I plan to work until I'm done with school at least is right throughout the school year, and then once I'm done, just start recording everything, and then that'll right. sort of hold me over through the year because I'll have Bet. three or four projects. There you go. And then mm-hmm. I can just start writing again. So that's sort of where I'm at right now. Nice. Good. Look at you. I like that. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, uh, operations. That's dope. 
And then uh, my my album Vegas Vic is gonna be out at some point in July as soon as the plant gets us the vinyl in hand. So July something we'll we'll be dropping. And then uh, me and Andrew got a record mating for a couple more verses. It's pretty much done. And next week or two it'll be finished. So I might drop that August September just to throw it out there. Fuck it, man. Um, I came in together really quick. So shouts to Andrew. Uh, his album Pop 1967 is a shit. So peace to everybody checking. Peace to everybody checking that joint. And then uh, we got this record here. Some of these pieces are almost sold out too. So if you want to grab the physical Steel's Kitchen, it'll never be on streaming. So yeah, so where to go? at Bandcamp.com. Yeah, so we're just trying to get y'all like um, the other thing about making this record is we, we the year had passed and we didn't give y'all something. So we True. felt a little. It was a certain obligation to be like, all right, we got to get something out to the people. Um, before more of the year gets eaten up correct and so we, that's why we worked hard to get this project Bam. together to get it sounding right to get it looking right and to get it to all the people so Bam. that was a big motivation too Do it all and as you can you. see now we got record through our ass like you saying my solo's dropping in september we got things in july august yep. uh you know mashing out and then mash out by the end of the year probably october november one, one of those it'll be out and don't 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 do your Kansas City shuffle and look left and think right. There might be a record crew LP out there. Might yeah, be a record crew album and then my album with Ray West. That's done. Alaska will have one. Griffin. It's a lot, man. It's a lot of fucking shit. Because we just work. We have fun. That's about it. Another another incredible podcast in the can. Another great release to share and celebrate. Getting close to 100 episodes. Woo. Yeah. We'll do a pizza party. We'll do a Zoom pizza party. <laughs> so we definitely might do that live, the live watch stuff. But, but all right, yeah, I think we should do that. Do that be a fun one. All right, we'll make it happen. All right, we'll make it happen. All right, buddy. Peace. Peace.